You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. With over 8,000 threat hunters analyzing over 65 trillion signals daily, Microsoft works tirelessly with the federal government to keep our nation's data secure. This 30-year-plus partnership is driving mission innovation that is secure by design. Whether optimizing your existing defenses or tackling advanced threats with AI, Microsoft gives you the intelligence and the automation you need to defend at mission scale. Let's work together to stay ahead of emerging threats and secure your mission anywhere. Learn more at aka.ms slash fedcyber. That's aka.ms slash fedcyber. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. So we had stumbled upon um, this threat actor team in September when we saw a number of very similar tactics being used, which were very different than what we were used to if we were just you know, coming off the ransomware wave, um, where they were behaving differently. That's Robert Boyce. He's global lead of cyber incident response and transformation services at Accenture Security. The research we're discussing today is titled Karakurt Rises from Its Lair. Don't struggle to align your organization's cybersecurity with business risk. Get the only solution that goes beyond reacting to threats with vulnerability and risk monitoring. You need the next evolution of MDR, and only Critical Start delivers it. Critical Start doesn't just monitor and respond to threats. They put you in control by detecting suspicious activities, quickly responding to contained threats, and identifying your most critical assets and protecting them against vulnerabilities and exposures. With continuous visibility, expert guidance, and measurable risk reduction, Critical Start has redefined what it means to manage cyber risk. Demonstrate provable security maturity to your leadership while positioning your program to achieve the greatest risk reduction per dollar spent. Stop fearing risk and start managing it with Critical Start. Visit criticalstart.com and request a demo today. That's criticalstart.com. And we just started to put some pieces together as we were doing our investigations global coordination and, and we found there was a lot of similarities and so we just started digging into it a little bit more and then of course we uncovered Karker as, as their self-proclaimed name and and just started seeing some really interesting tactics that this group was using which was very different than um, some of the traditional ransomware threat actors so what are some of the things that set Karakurt apart so a couple of things that we find very interesting this group tries to limit the use of malware as much as possible. Um, and they're not really in the business of destructive 
events. They're really more in there to quickly uh, get in and exfiltrate data and then extort the victims with the data theft as opposed to um, you know, launching a ransomware attack and, and causing business disruption. Any uh, speculation on who is behind this? No, that's really interesting. We haven't had enough intelligence yet to be able to really do attribution um, more than you know what their own um, self-proclaimed name is and, and some of the tactics that they've been using. And, and who do they seem to be targeting here? Yeah, so they're targeting more of the small to medium-sized businesses or subsidiaries to large enterprises. They're not really going after the big game hunting that we've seen some other threat groups go after. And so suppose uh, you find yourself falling victim to these folks. Uh, by what means are they getting into your organization? Yeah, so they're they're getting in really through credentials. Uh, and we don't yet have enough intelligence to know how they're obtaining the credentials, um, but they're leveraging credentials through uh, VPN access almost exclusively of what we've seen so far, at least the cases that we have worked. And all, of course, all of those VPN devices do not have two-factor authentication installed. Um, so it's making it quite easy for them to be successful in their uh, initial uh, intrusion. So they get in, uh, as you said, they, they get in, they, they get the data that they want to grab, they get out. What happens next? Well, then they start reaching out to the victims and start pressuring them, uh, extorting them for not disclosing the data. And what's also interesting about these guys is that they contact the victim in multiple ways, right? So they will, of course, leave the you know, the evidence on a machine, or they will uh, reach out via email, or they may even go back in and remind them. You know, we've actually seen them even leave a, a note file on a desktop that says your EDR will not save you. Um, so they really try and apply a lot of pressure to the victims through you know multiple forms of communication. And do they seem to be having success here? Has there been any uh, way to track whether people are making payments? It's hard to say. I mean, they, they've they mentioned that they've, um, on their site, compromised over 40 victims uh, and growing. And they have been disclosing, you know, following through with their threat of disclosing data um, for victims who haven't been paying. So we've seen that. So you could probably do some simple math of, of taking a look of how many you know, victims they say they've had and how many disclosures they've had and maybe you know, have a rough idea of how many people may be paying them, but we haven't done that analysis. What level of sophistication do you suppose we're dealing with with this particular group? Yeah, I, I, it's hard to say. Like they're they're really in it for the short term wins, and so as I said, they're you know they're they're leveraging uh, known credentials, uh, targeting you know um, vulnerable systems that don't have the added protection of two factor. Um, they're using a lot of really living off the land techniques to try and avoid detection. So they're as I was mentioning before, they're they're not really looking at leveraging known malware. We we have seen them use Cobalt Strike. We have seen them use Mimikatz, but it's more in an instance of maybe when they get stuck because uh, they're trying to leverage their, um, you know, the, the credentials and the applications that are available to them in, inside the organization to move laterally and to then execute their mission of exfiltrating data. So it's, it's, it's really hard to say uh, the sophistication of the team because they're using such basic methods to be successful. And so what are your recommendations then for organizations to best protect themselves? Yeah, this is a funny one. It's something we've been saying for, I don't know, 20 years at least. Uh, you know, patch your systems, turn on two-factor authentication. You know, the, just just the basic security IT hygiene would really help, you know, organizations avoid, um, you know, visit from this threat actor for sure. Um, and, you know, and, and as we were saying earlier, they, they are targeting small to medium-sized organizations, which probably often overlook these very basic security 
protocols. Yeah, it really seems like they're a an opportunistic group. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's really interesting the the difference of you know when we were just before this happened because this we 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 saw them stand themselves up in uh, June you know start registering their domains get their social media ready in August and then really we started seeing a cluster of activity in September moving forward to the end of the year even even this morning I, I was I received another notification from a client looking for help with, for this exact team. And, um, but prior to that, we were dealing with these, you know, larger destructive events that were making a lot of media headlines. And, and it seems that this team has really tried to avoid not like play it under the radar, but also avoid attribution. Right. And I think there's a couple of reasons for that. You know, these are, you know, best guesses, but, you know, as we saw the large ransomware events early in the year, we started seeing a lot more law enforcement engagement and that law enforcement engagement, of course, um, led to some of the OFAC sanctions and having some threat actors on that list. And, and when this team avoids malware and doesn't use malware, it's very, it's much harder for us to be able to perform attribution. Right, and it also takes a target off their back um, when they're not having business disruption from being targeted by law enforcement, and of course, it makes it easier for the victims to pay if they don't appear on the OFAC list, or if we're not able to provide attribution to them to determine that they would be on the OFAC list. So, um, you know, it's a it's a really interesting tactic. Yeah, it's you know, I, I, I've wondered. Uh... Sometimes if we need a category, we could call like nuisanceware, you know, yes. where it's, it's not terribly destructive. It's a bit of a time suck. It's not, uh, it's not going to be cripplingly expensive. Uh, so, you know, you, you pay your fee and, and everybody goes on with life. Yeah, correct. And I think their success to me, we're, we're starting to see a couple more groups emerge. They're taking some very similar tactics. Um, so I think they're starting to set a bit of a standard for an alternate way to be able to get financial gain in, in this space without having to cause the business disruption and get all the attention that some of these, you know, some of the other bigger, some of the big game hunters we've seen earlier in the year. Our thanks to Accenture Securities' Robert Boyce for joining us. The research is titled, Karakurt Rises from Its Lair. We'll have a link in the show notes. And now, a word from our sponsor, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations. With its advanced platform, businesses gain complete visibility and control over their infrastructure, reducing IT and security risks and optimizing operational efficiency. With Sixth Sense, you'll get real-time alerts, risk-based vulnerability prioritization and remediations, and an intuitive automation and orchestration engine so you can focus on your core business goals. Confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose Sixth Sense, visit SixthSense.com. The CyberWire Research Saturday is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. 
Our amazing CyberWire team is Elliot Peltzman, Trey Hester, Brandon Karp, Eliana White, Peru Prakash, Justin Sabi, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week.